0: Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. I'd like to recommend a movie to you uh, that perhaps you've already seen. It's got its flaws. Uh, But I think it's worth seeing, and I think it's worth uh, sort of braving the flaws and getting past the hype and uh, seeing this movie because of some of the things it teaches us about American history and because of some of the perspectives that it it takes. It's the movie called The Butler. Uh, You already, I'm sure, have heard of this and know the story. Forrest Whitaker uh, plays a character named Cecil Gaines, who is a White House butler. Uh, He's based on a true figure in American history by the name of Eugene Allen, a man who actually was an African-American White House butler for many, many decades and did in fact live through the history that the film depicts. Um, it's based on a story written by Danny Strong. Some of you will know him from, believe it or not, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer fame. Um, the director is Lee Daniels. In fact, the film is officially called Lee Daniels the Butler for some unusual reason. It's produced by the Weinstein Company. Um, I I found this film um, disturbing in some of its perspectives. But um, but overall, I think very, very uh, helpful. We're, we're actually living through a time now when we're seeing a lot of films uh, and about to see more films about uh, civil rights, uh, about the struggles for equality for uh, blacks, not only in the US, but also in Africa. There's a major film coming out about Nelson Mandela. Um, there is um, a film I think is going to be fascinating called 12 Years a Slave, which is about a free black man um, back in the or earlier history uh, who was then captured and taken back into slavery. All of this, of course, is uh, going to keep this theme front and center. We've recently had the movie The Help. Um, which despite some of its stereotypes was uh, an interesting exploration from a perspective we've never uh, really seen before in movies, uh, despite just a few characters being sort of cliche. And, um, and there, there are, of course, many, many other films like this. But um, I, I thought this film had its flaws. Let me get those out of the way first. Um, I, the, the, you see un- very, very unusual depictions of American presidents. Um, Robin Williams, a fine actor, of course, um, plays a president we can barely distinguish. Uh, I talked to some people after they saw the film. They thought it was Truman. It's actually Eisenhower. You can't really tell the difference. Um, it's very unusual. You, Even though fine actors play these presidents, you can't really... Uh, distinguish who some of these people are or or they're, they're caricatured. You know, Lyndon Johnson is talking to his aides from the toilet. Well, how many times could that have happened? Um, so there's, there's a bit of spoof. There's a bit of sarcasm um, and just some very, very odd portrayals of, of the presidents. I thought that was a flaw. I personally had to get over the fact that Oprah was in it. I know. I know. I, I don't... I'm not hating on Oprah, but I just... Um, given what I've written about her and my book on her, about what she's done religiously to this country and so on, and I've even heard that she's in a bit of a turn back towards uh, some, some normality religiously, but her odd combination of faiths and the way that she, um, you know, has made your life, uh, sees your life so much as the extension of your thoughts that even the bad things that happen to you are are um, you know your own fault in essence all of that just as disturbing disturbing but i've written about all that and i had a hard time even going to the film cuz she was in it but i i have to admit she did a great job and and so the the movie tracks this man's life uh it fictionalizes some things uh obviously but it is essentially the story of this Eugene Allen who died in 2010 and lived the history approximately in the film um what what fascinates me uh what really does show um, I think uh, nuance in this in this film uh, is that the film takes on uh, takes some themes that normally are treated with great reverence and seriousness and And in fact in fact, exposes them a little bit, for example, um, this character, Cecil Gaines uh, a very staid, uh, very professional, um, very skilled White House butler, very reserved, taught to be in the room, um, but be there as though the room is empty, you know not to not to be a presence, which is of course numbing to the soul has a son who is an activist he is a freedom rider he later goes to congress he's a, he's a character a persona that we know well but there's a phase during which he's in the black panthers and he brings a, a a girl home who's got a massive afro and belches at dinner and and doesn't have her underarm shaved and things like that and the film is is in in essence treating at least some of the phases that the son went through in his in his radicalism and his activism, um, as as ex, as extremes, and not maybe poking fun at these phases, but but showing the weakness of them, showing how silly it was to overthrow all convention because some convention was flawed and racist. And I think the film is courageous to do that. Um, at the same time, Cecil Gaines himself is made to say towards the end of the film, and this is not a spoiler: um, "I let fear dominate me, and some of what I did was motivated by fear." I think that's I think that's 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 important. I think that's very, very important. And something you rarely hear in movies, rarely see portrayed in movies, um, is that Dr. King is heard to say that the skilled domestics were in their own way revolutionaries. In their own way, um, they were change agents because they showed those whom they served um, that a a person in black skin could be skilled, could be capable, could be relied upon. Well, you don't usually hear that in movies. and, And it was certainly part of King's philosophy and he was influenced in that by Booker T. Washington, which is a uh, not the only stream we want to consult, and when we consider civil rights, but it's certainly part uh, of the overall battle for civil rights. And Dr. King embodied that, and I I, I was proud of the film for bringing that to the fore. Um, I, I I think also that um, it's 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 important to know that um, the the different ways people could respond at different times during the battle for civil rights. Um, the, the the way people were struggling to push back against racism, but different generations responded in different ways and they, they had to give each other some space. The young were going to be angrier, the older were going to be a bit more fearful of white society or or more certain about the the, the value and nobility of their their roles. And, and and so the film does a great job showing the interplay of these generational responses to racism and also showing that some of our hero presidents were um, often uh, you know conflicted about this kind of thing and certainly playing civil rights um as, as a political tool there's no question we see um straight from transcripts by the way uh, Lincoln I'm sorry not Lincoln but Nixon in the in the White House talking to his aides we we have of course Eisenhower doing the same we've got LBJ and, and right up to Reagan all of them uh talking about Uh, things that they, these are actual, some of the, many of these things are actual from actual transcripts. And and yet we can see them uncertain on the wrong side of South Africa, um, the the, the whole apartheid issue, and certainly not sure what to do with Dr. King, not sure what to do with the movement, Uh, even to the, even to the Kennedys who are often revered. Um, uh, as they as, and they certainly deserve honor in the overall battle for civil rights, but they certainly dithered and, and hesitated and were uncertain about what to do, and this is brought forth honestly. So the film is wonderfully nuanced, and I think that's very, very important. One of the things I wish it had not done is end with... Um, Barack Obama, I know it 's part of the story, and I think all those of you who listen to me on a regular basis know that i 'm not i 've been uh, really kind in writing and speaking about Barack Obama despite the fact that I disagree with him on most issues of politics but but the, pro- the reason is that many people uh, especially some many whites will turn this film off uh, as of that moment Now they will have seen most of the film, but the fact is that uh, the fact that – and it's part of the man's story uh, that he lived all those years through all that racism and then ultimately saw a black man in the White House. That is part of the story. But to actually put a living president on the screen making speeches, touting his own campaign slogans, it's going to turn a lot of the audience off, um, at least those who are Republicans or on the other side politically. And, and that's unfortunate because I think this film does a great job so showing some of the nuances of the civil rights movement and what a man might live through. Uh, as an eyewitness in the White House from the fifties up until uh, the time of Reagan, you know, early eighties, um, in a beautiful way, in a way that we rarely see. So I, I want to urge you to uh, ignore whatever biases you might have, like mine, uh, about Oprah. Ignore the fact that the portrayals of the presidents are just um, uh, ham-handed, even though they're acted out by really brilliant actors. All of them are really fine actors, um, and 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 be ready to. Uh, see a treatment of the civil rights movement that you haven't often seen. Um, I think that it's it's a film that's worth it. I think it's valuable. You won't believe the number of stars in it, even in minor roles. Mariah Carey's on the screen for maybe two minutes. Um, other actors appear that quickly, but uh, this is a film worth seeing. It's a film that presents some valuable history. What I cared about the most was the interplay of generations and the fact that there was a nuanced approach. Uh, to all generational approaches to the battle for civil rights. Powerful, wonderful, and it also made me glad as an American that this man uh, is part of our story. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, a free faith and culture commentator on CNN, Fox, and the Huffington Post. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Faith of Barack Obama, The Search for God in Guinness, Lincoln's Battle with God, and Killing Jesus. You can learn more about Stephen at MansfieldGroup.com and connect with him on Facebook and on Twitter under the name Mansfield Writes. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is produced by Isaac Darnold, who also wrote perform and produce the Rockin' and Rollin' podcast theme song. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production.